crazy crackers. What's up? We're back. What up, crackers? No more adulting this week. We're back. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Well, plenty of adulting. Like, what, like, the last two straight weeks, you're like, oh, frack, we we forgot it was Saturday. You had something going on. Like, all right, we'll try it on Sunday. And we're like, yeah, we're just not up to it. Yeah, there was one of those (laughs) weekends that it was planned to not happen. Yeah. And then the other two was, or the other three, excuse me, the other two, yes. It's been a month. Uh, It's been literally a month. And when I did the, the, uh, what you call it, the uh, uh, notes, the show notes for it, it, the last date on there was uh, 9.04. I'm like, oops. (laughs) <laughs> we we suck. <laughs> we took a month off. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit, about a bit. <laughs> well, wake up, folks! September's over. And as you said before, somebody forgot to wake up Green Day. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this this American idiot right here forgot to wake up Green Day. Yeah, that's 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 what happened. Good job. <laughs> uh, it is the Porch Factor on theporchfactor.com or on your favorite podcast streaming platform i am ron i am drew and we are uh, <laughs> that sums it up really chilling <laughs> <laughs> it really that, does sum it up <laughs> that was one of those ones that came out the fuck out of nowhere <laughs> like you're just kind of sitting there and all of a sudden <laughs> everybody knows that i burp like a boss on this fucking show and i have since the late 2000s. Drink all that soda. That's why. Yeah, since the late. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. The the late double aughts. I've been burping the fuck out of the show. Since we were at that place right there. This joint. That that place yeah. that is that is uh, currently yeah. underwater. <laughs> no, actually, I think they were on the safe side of the state. They they got lucky as fuck. Oh no. Remember the thing. Okay, the, the Daytona Speedway thing. Yeah, that, that, one, from, that was yeah, bullshit. That, that was from was when from, we lived there. Yeah, but it was shortly after I started my airline career. Yeah, no, uh, 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 Chris from uh, Porch or from Orange Avenue. Mm-hmm. He lives just north of there in in Ormond. Oh, he's not up uh, by where we were in Palm Coast anymore. Are they move? Uh, they're just south of there. Okay, they're like between Ormond and and Palm Coast. Okay, like LGPA area. Okay, yeah, LPGA, that's like just north of Speedway Boulevard. That's like the next exit oh. north of 92, I thought. All right, so then there's... Yeah, LPGA, that's where the auto mall is. And then there's Ormond. Yeah, Ormond's yeah, uh, is way up, yeah, way well north, like good and, five, that, ten miles north. Yeah. That's, okay, so, no, because LPGA is before 40. 40 is where the auto is where the uh, um, um, the motorcycle shop is and the love. Yeah, that's Bruce Ross. No, that's US1. That's Bruce Rossmeyer. Yeah. yeah. And then after that is Route 100, where we lived. Yeah, you gotta. Go, we were 25 miles north of Daytona, up in Palm Coast, where we were. <laughs> yeah, so but yeah, it was. But it took us <laughs> 18 to do that minutes twice a day. <laughs> but it took us 18 minutes. It takes me 18 minutes to go to Sheets, and Sheets yeah. is right there. <laughs> Fuck, God, yeah. fucking yeah. place sucks. <laughs> fucking 25 miles each way commute it's not as bad as what i had when i was living in the in lauderdale Oaks. ah what you drinking see ron's drinking uh, i'm drinking iced tea oh well salute so, yeah i was drinking <laughs> last night mm. <laughs> that's probably guessed <laughs> yes yes um like drew's texting about music at one in the morning yeah he must be drunk and then got the cops called on him <laughs> yeah i forgot to turn the fucking volume down <laughs> What? It's like all I started to hear is knock on my door at about one in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck is? 
oh crap <laughs> like, <laughs> i have this too loud don't i open the like, door yeah, and you're sorry. like oh <laughs> sorry hi, hi pd <laughs> i sorry it literally it was like the door was open for less than 30 seconds it's like hi can you please turn the music down I'm like yes sir sorry forgot it was i didn't realize it had it that loud yeah so that's the problem folks when i listen to rush the entire neighborhood listens to rush <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way it is we were just talking about guitars because all right we'll do this now yeah that's yeah. drew <laughs> drew this one up is a is a good man hey is like I support my bros and like this is a venture that I believe in. I'm sitting around. All right, you showed me the what this thing's going to end up looking like. I'm like, yes, yeah. So let's make this happen. Last last show, if you uh, linger longer. Last show, I told you all about how I have 11 startups and I've been doing startups for like the last five years, six years straight. Yo, bro, I heard you like startups. So I, I, put a company <laughs> I heard you like t- complicated taxes. <laughs> yeah, so I put more taxes <laughs> on your taxes. Um, I, I During all those times, I love to make things, you know, I love doing woodworking. Right? And I told you all that I loved woodworking, and I'm a fucking musician, as you all know. Why not combine the two and become a luthier? Luthier. Well... I believe in it so much that I'm putting all my balls in a basket here and saying we're going to go this way. And that's where ketone guitars comes from. Right. So I showed a couple of uh, designs and stuff like that. And I've shown the guys as I've made them, you know, because I'm a graphic artist. So I just go into the graphic artwork in a side Adobe Illustrator. Thank you, Adobe. I'll, I will plug the fuck out of Adobe. Um, your professional services suck balls, but. Your applications are fucking awesome. Anyway, so I designed these things, and, I, and then I was just like, "All right, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go nuts." I, I bought all the, you know, like the hardware and the tools and stuff like that I needed, and then I was like, "Hey, Drew, we think need about a, I this. need someone to commission the first one, right? Because they're commissioned." It, yeah, I mean, these are made to order. It's not, right. oh, I'm just going to, I mean, he might make, you know, you might make what, like two or three of them just as examples or whatever, so people can come and check them out. It's, right. Yeah, just have a couple of samples, you know, available for, you know, anybody who wants to drop by and check them out if they happen to be it's like, local. Like, you make guitars? Yeah, here, look. Yeah, here's, yeah, this, is what, yeah this is what the product will be. Now, I have a whole bunch of choices in color and wood grain and pickups and fretboards and all the different, you know, and, pick, and inlays and everything else, like all the different choices you got. But like, gotta, right, generally speaking, if you want to give one a whirl, here's what you're actually going to be buying. Right. And, uh, you know, like even some of the highest manufacturers like PRS and, oh, yeah. and you know, American Fender from the private stock yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. When you get pretty a much every major done, manufacturer has a custom shop. And effectively, right. that's what this is. With, <laughs> it's without, just the custom shop. Without the, the guitars made in the Philippines yeah. sitting on the, sh- at the, on the rack at Sam Ash. Yeah. Or, no, in the box with the, the, the kit. Where you buy the guitar, right. the amp, first act, <laughs> like, like your first guitar, your first acts. It's called like it's called bucks or whatever. Their first act, first yeah. act is the name of the 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 company that is those, and they're the ones that you find in those little packs at Walmart. Yes, and I you think never Squire actually. I don't know. If, I don't know if they have it at Walmart. It's been a while since I've been looking for a guitar at Walmart, but Squire. You know, Fender did the the Squire thing for you know, and they still do it. I'm sure. Oh um, yeah, it's. I think the base. I think the base model Strat for Squire. I think is still about a hundred bucks. It is. 
Yeah, and it's it been a hundred bucks for a while. So I'm sitting here going, "Wow!" <laughs> for some, for some minutes, as it were. Uh, but I'm saying it's a great way. Okay, if you're learning how to play guitar and it's like, and you, and you want to get your dip your toe in the water, that's a great way to start. It's like, okay, just drop a hundred bucks, and then you can this sell is, it for. This is yeah. the other end. You like it? Yeah. Now invest in it. Yeah. He's like, all right, you can test drive one real quick. He's like, yes, I like one of these. All right, let's decide what, what you, you want, want here. It's like Tesla. It's being made to order. It's like right. <laughs> we don't have like a showroom full of cars. Like, no, no, no. You can come in and test drive it. Yeah. But, but okay, Tesla's, what you're actually going to be buying. Teslas have like six options. That and is true. This, I actually went you have a couple like weeks ago. I went and looked at, uh, at their website like, all right, <laughs> with the Model S. Yeah. What exactly is the story? I'm like, oh, yeah. The base price to fully loaded range like, isn't much. No, it's like ten thousand bucks max. I think. Yeah, maybe a little more than that. It's because they got a couple. Of, if you want the plaid version, if you want the regular versus the plaid, then it's like, oh yeah, that's 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 a lot. But, but then you just, take like a, yeah. a Ram fifteen hundred, and you can go oh, yeah. from thirty thousand to a hundred and ten. Yeah. Real fucking <laughs> fast too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want a V8, minimum forty grand, and it's been that way for a long time. If you want right. a V8 full size pickup, which are getting harder and harder to find as everybody goes to turbo V6s, because my environment. Yeah, suck my balls. I have one thing. I, I don't does 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 Ram still do the? I think they were the last ones that did the single cab regular length bed V8 full size truck. Because that's the one that I would. That's the the truck I that I was. Everybody's going to the. I remember twenty years ago, the first time they started doing crew cabs for the regular half ton trucks. That everybody started doing. Everybody like, I was like, why haven't you been doing this the whole time? Because twenty years later, that is all they sell. Like you uh, see somebody driving around in a new pickup these days. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's a full size crew cab. Yep, with I'm a short lo- bit. Well, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and all of them are like you said, full size crew cab with a short bed. Uh, the only one that doesn't have that, that is just the cab, is the Ram chassis cab. And that's the one you put on for, like, dump trucks and shit. Okay, yeah, or the flatbed, roll, yeah, the flatbed, or whatever, a, roll or a tow truck, something like that. Exactly. Something. Exactly. It's really, all right, it's it's a work truck, and just, all right, what kind of work truck do you want Correct. it to be? And it doesn't okay. have a sexy back, you know, back seat. But, but, okay, but yeah, but every truck they sell pretty much nowadays that are for normal passenger use all have back seats. Yep. And four full doors. Let's look at Ford. Let's look at the F. I think yeah, Ford. Ford has. I think well, they might still sell like a regular cab, but it's going to be a long bed. The idea, I think, with that is okay. It's the same frame. Nope. They don't do. They don't do regular cab at all in nope. a half ton. No F one fifty regular cab anymore. Even long bed. Let me look a little deeper here. Because they ditched the short bed because that is a shorter frame. The overall truck is shorter. I think for simplicity, they said, "All right, oh, yeah. let's just do one frame." And then you can choose, okay, body and bed, you know, or cab and bed choices. Okay, they do have uh, a cab only one. Yeah, a cab and then like a long bed. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's just the the bench seat in the cab. It's the XL and the XLT. Yeah, XL I think is the base model. Yes. The base trim. Yes. With cloth seats and vinyl floors. That's that's the kind of thing we're like, all right, just get one of those and get it in four-wheel drive. That's what I was really looking for was, okay, I was looking for the old school 4x4. You know, the V8 regular cab short bed pickup that you put the, you know, the bar on top of the KC lights and, okay, get a bit of a lift on it. It's four wheel drive and it's a short wheelbase. So it gets in and out of stuff off road a lot easier. Fuck. <laughs> we're talking about guitars now. We're talking about pickup trucks. Yeah. It took five <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, F 150 XL 
That is a short cab and a short bed. That is a small boy. It's F-150. They actually, so I guess they brought it back. Because yeah, that's the one that I want. It's the shortest wheelbase that they got. And yep. it's like, okay, not much bigger than like an old Bronco used to be. Exactly. And it's it's yeah. a, basically an Explorer. But instead of being an SUV, it's a... It's a pickup. Pickup, yeah. essentially. But yeah. It's a lot wider than an Explorer. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Nah, a little bit, dude. Those things have gotten fucking huge. I just oh, saw a brand new one. Now are huge. Yeah, yeah it's like what an expedition sp- used to be. Exactly. I was driving twenty years ago. We used to, oh yeah, that was the big one. That was the expedition. Then they come along with the excursion, which is like, oh no, this motherfucker's bigger than the goddamn right. suburban. It's the Canyonero. <laughs> <laughs> and it was essentially an F three fifty. Yeah, that was the as that an was SUV. The heavy, that was the heavy the Super Duty truck. Yeah, that they that used V tens and you know stuff like that. V tens, the big seven point three Power Stroke diesels. Like, yeah, it's those things actually are bringing in big money if they're in decent uh, shape. Exactly. Yeah, those those things are those things are worth money now. I if you know, got man. ones in good shape with low miles, the interior of this uh, XLT, the single cab, this thing's kind of sexy. Not gonna lie. And the only thing that yeah. bothers me about them, and the reason that I I love my Jeep, is Chevy, Ford, even Toyota, uh, now that they have American side, they, they, they lost their overseas love for fit and finish. And the last couple of times that I've been to the car shows where I've literally been able to touch it from every manufacturer on the fucking planet. Um, it's just, you know, you get in there and you start to push on stuff and it is just cheap fucking plastic. The leather's not real. There's no padding. There's no, like you pop off a a panel to access something and that shit's like a plastic fucking panel that was. It's it's like hard plastic too. You know, and you're just like, ugh. Um, But like Jeep, you know, merged with, um, what's it called? Yeah, it's the Italian version. Yeah, Fiat, (laughs) you know. Chrysler, yep. And they took a lot of that interior fit and finish, even all the way back to the early 2010s. Um, to to make them you know solid inside. So like when I'm in there doing work on the truck, I'm just like, damn. Like I'm kind of impressed. And then when I see something that's not that impressive, I'm just like, dude, I had to climb under this whole motherfucker to find something that bothered me. <laughs> I'm like twisted up under this some bitch, and I'm just like, ew, you know. But the rest <laughs> of it's perfectly fine. So, uh, you know, it's, it's across the seas. You get, you know, better, better fit and finish. And they've been talking about that. So now they're starting to go into the more right direction. Cause like uh, not too long ago, I was at Ford, uh, cause we have a Ford. So took Jenny's car to be taken, you know, do its regular maintenance and stuff. And I'm walking around the parking lot, right. And I'm taking a look at the vehicles and I get into an Explorer and I got into, oh, I got in the Bronco. Um, there was like one or two more that I got into, but I can't remember. And I was like, all right, Ford, you're going in the right direction. And that's because they went with, oh, let's worry about this, this, and the third. And let's 86 every car that we have. Yeah. Save for the Mustang. Mustang. And, and I think, yeah, they even ditched the, the cop car Taurus that they were making yep, too. Like they yep. just abandoned that market and it's like, all right, Dodge. Chargers, everybody's buying those nowadays, and that's all people are buying anymore. Oh, no. Like every new, yeah. In the metropolitan areas, the only things they're buying are the Explorer 
Um, and that too, yeah. It, it's Tahoes, Explorers, and uh, Chargers that I see mm-hmm. a lot of on the yeah. whole lot of Tahoes here. It's like like you run Irving PD. It's like it's occasionally Tahoe. you'll see a Charger, but it's mostly Tahoes around here. How, what were the ones that came to your house last night driving? I don't know. <laughs> I <couldn't laughs> he didn't have it. his lights on. It's like that would have been the key. It's like, oh yeah, if he showed up and he had his lights on, I'd be like, who the fuck are the cops coming to outside? Knock knock. <laughs> <laughs> if like, they nope. had their lights on, it's because somebody said, I also know he has a lot of guns. <laughs> Nobody else has been in here if they don't work for this freaking apartment complex. <laughs> None of my neighbors have ever been inside my apartment, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's not like you're a fuckboy who goes out and waves them. Like, oh, today <laughs> in this area, there was a shooting. Great. Because there's pretty much shooting every day in this area. We're... we're, we're we're Chicagoing the fuck out of it right now. Um, there's shootings all the time around here, but they're at the gun range half a mile. Yeah, behind my half a mile behind me. Unfortunately, for us, that is not the truth. Um, so shooting today, and they caught. You know, I think they caught the guy, and he was trying to break into something, and I forget what business he was trying to break into. But then he tried to steal something, and then he just randomly opened fire. The caller, I don't know if the caller was just being a caller because callers are fucking terrible at giving any kind of information whatsoever. If they were just saying, oh, no, he's shooting, you know, or something like that. And they don't, there's no context. Yeah. Um, But that's what the, the dispatcher said. And I'm just like, two things don't add up. But. The cops get there on scene and they don't recover a firearm. So the guy that they're chasing that they see sprinting through the woods, it probably still has a gun, but he's just kind of like running circles. And like, I hear them saying, Oh, I see him at this street, you know, this intersection. I see him from here. I see him from here. I see, and I'm thinking in my head in the map in my brain going, all right, right there. All right. He's literally running in circles. So when they set up the perimeter, because, you know, that's what cops you know, set up. A that's probably like, oh, yeah, he sees cops and turns. Right. It's like, see, yeah, see a cop, turn, change direction. Oh, see another cop, change direction. Doesn't realize. <laughs> yeah. Four lefts make a, you know. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, I've been here before. That's my footprint. <laughs> Those are my footprints. What? Oh, that's where I dropped the gun. Pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the cigarette that I dropped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I'll tell you, uh, I think it was like two or three days ago. The first time I've had like an uncontro- almost uncontrollable desire for a smoke. Mm. It's like three or four, two or three, maybe three or four days ago, something like that. And I was even talking to Jenny about it. I was like, dude, I haven't, I haven't jonesed like this in like forever. Like, I think I jonesed the day after and then that has been pretty much it. And I don't. And I'm not it's, even, now it's been what almost two what two months. Yeah, end of uh, August one, basically. Yeah, so pretty much two months. Yep. And I'm not jonesing now. It was just, it was just that one a little blip. thing. Hmm. And I'm like, motherfucker, give me a fucking cigarette, or I'm gonna fucking knock your teeth down your throat. Kind of a situation. And I'm like, dude, if that's gonna happen every once in a while for the rest of my fucking life, I'm pissed off. Because. Hmm. All it takes is being like, you know, schmammered or something. Now, that's one thing I haven't done because I don't really go to bars with people. Jenny and I don't frequent bars or anything like that. So much cheaper to drink at home. Right? 
Especially when you don't have to worry about getting an Uber. Right. <laughs> and I don't know. No, not getting a cab, not getting an Uber. No, there is a bar within walking distance of my house. But when you're drunk, it's no longer walking distance. <laughs> it's like, yeah, getting there is fun. Coming back was no not. bueno. <laughs> I mean, it would make it better because I've ridden my bike there before. I'll ride my bike. Riding a bike home after many beers and, you know, or whatever. And Speaking of beers. Oh, uh, shit. Well, uh, have we done a show since then and talked about that? Since, no, the, I since guess the race? Yeah. Uh, that was mid-August. I think so, yeah, no, we did a show since then. Yeah, yeah we last did that one said, on 904. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. For those of you who did not. Oh, shit. Those of you who did not. Linger longer. Apparently. Apparently, Ron, the whole time I've known him, has never liked beer. I get an IPA. I think it was a local IPA yeah. whenever we were at the track at Richmond. And you're like, hey, can I try that? And I'm like, sure. And I'm like, and you're like, mm, this is good. And I'm looking at you like, all right, who are you and what have you done with Ron? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> all right, what the fuck, man? This is some invasion of the body snatcher shit. <laughs> Eight beer. Not only that, it's like, oh, not only do I like beer, I like a hipster beer. It's like IPAs are not entry-level beer. Hoppy like fucking... Bud Light is entry-level beer. Right. And this was like some hoppy fucking. This is, this is like a three or hundred or four hundred level course you're getting into. Here. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. starting off your uh, degree program with the three hundred courses. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> now I, I I would go drink a Bud Light and be like, eh, I don't like beer. Yeah, I, I, I don't drink Bud Light either. It's like the only like regular beers that I like, like, like normal lagers like that. It's uh, Yingling and Yingling's an amber lager, and then like Corona or Dos Equis or something. Dos Equis. Dos Equis. So yeah, how many people like, don't you, realize that X it means X two X's even that's why though X X on the side like you know A B C D A B C D X X and I would hope that people would see the logo two red X's on go, the side of the thing oh, dos I know what dos means two X oh that means X X's. oh okay cool but. I, I I have lost all faith, all faith in this country. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Now, people are like, oh, well, you know, there's tons of people, you know, 75 million people that, you know, want the want the greatest thing for us, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, no, no, because you're all words. I don't care what you feel. I care what you do. You don't come correct, then don't come. I mean, that's that's the words of it for me. It's fucking yeah. obnoxious for somebody to go, oh, you know, these people can't do that. That's illegal. And then we all go, yeah, you're right. So what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Like, there's illegal and there's what's legal and then there's what people do. Right. And people are going to keep doing something until they're made to stop doing something. Remember, the rules are for thee, but not for me. When it comes to government. And the fact that that's just allowed to happen, continue to happen yeah. on a daily basis. And that's also on the show prep is Drew. Why is there a what the fuck moment every single day? Every day right now. Every like, day uh, in our chat. Yeah, it, 
it's like, yeah, it's it, it, seriously. It's like, I'll go fire up, you know, Twitter in the morning. Like, okay, get up. It's like, all right, what the heck's going on in the world today? Oh, goody. Stare into this nightmare brick as you watch the world end. <laughs> that meme that Brandon Herrera had as soon as the freaking uh, Ukraine thing kicked off back in February. He's like, 2009, it's a smartphone. It'll do everything. 2022, stare into this nightmare brick as you watch a country get invaded in real time. Yes. Yeah, the revolution won't be televised. It's going to be fucking live streamed. Correct. That's all they did is they replaced it from radio waves blasting through the, the, the atmosphere to glass tubes running yeah. through the ground. Copper and fiber optic tubes running all over the world in the ground. And that's the or, only Yeah, they don't, they don't bother to string those up, do they? They're all pretty much buried. They're right? all pretty much buried. Yeah. Hell, the, the transatlantic one is buried, buried, buried. buried. And then get ran, got ran into not too long ago by a giant fucking whale or some shit. <laughs> saw a message saying that one of the transatlantic cables was down because it got ran over by a whale and I'm like alright whales like to hug the bottom I guess <laughs> the bottom too. no they're not at the bottom they're at surfaceable depths I was going to say yeah you can't unless you've got some kind of deep ass fucking submarine they gotta right. be you know they're at serviceable depths Below oh. the keel of any, you know, presumably only potentially have ship. To worry about them, yeah, yeah, subs. Uh, but uh, apparently, they're still shallow enough to be run into by marine wildlife. A whale, because a whale can't go that deep because they got to come up for air every now and then. So. Right. So now we need to kick that that dude with the shovel in the face in New York, and we need to kick. Uh, a whale in the face for knocking down our intertubes. That's about it. Uh, just, just it's like, yeah, after we blew up the fucking pipeline in the Baltic, just wait until Putin re- retaliates for that shit. It's like, oh, goody, he's going to go after that undersea cables. That's well, probably <laughs> that or big time hacking. Remember the fucking pipeline in the southeast U.S. last spring or whatever it was, year, spring of last year? Fucking gas prices just went completely fucking crazy because, like, oh, yeah, some hacker or hackers from somewhere, nation Russia, state. Iran, North Korea, China, who knows? Nation state hackers. The, yeah, nation state official government sanctioned hacking took down a freaking uh, gasoline they were moving through it or something or, or some, something going through the southeast. And it's like, oh, yeah, it was like everybody went nuts. Like, yeah. there was no gas at yeah. the gas station, instant gas shortage. Right. For like the better part of a week. And we're all sitting right. on, okay, because of hackers. And I'm like, how has this not happened already? And that's what really bothers me. And why, uh, is that they have proven that one touch, one simple touch, one little poke the bear, and the bear goes to sleep, A, and B, it's drastically effective. If, and I, I think we talked about this last time as well, is if you do one thing one thing one 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 reference a movie called bridge of spies anyway one 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 you can cripple an entire nation a developed nation you can either turn off the power stop the gas or stop the internet yeah stop the communication and you will own yeah and they've proven it a million times now it's, it's the sort of thing where I'm like, all right, when World War Three kicks off, they don't need an EMP. No. <laughs> they just need a computer. 
and a guy with a shovel in the Bronx. I mean, a guy with a shovel in the Bronx took down the entire East yeah. Coast internet. And there you go. We had the New York blackout, right? One yeah, 1977. Little, yeah. One little tink up there, and Oops. half the East Coast of the United States goes night night. And then it happens in Bronx again. Yeah, and on top of that, they want to add to the demand on the. They also add want to add to the demand on the electrical grid by forcing everybody to drive electric vehicles. Yeah, I'm sitting here going, okay, let's take an already overstressed electrical grid, add a shit ton more demand to it. And by the way, they're not putting forward any plans to actually be able to generate enough electricity to handle this. Never mind all the upstream environmental issues involved in manufacturing these vehicles. So let's go strain the system even further, and then. One, it makes it that much easier to take that system down. I think we only still have one uh, nuclear power station in Virginia. It's in Lake Anna. Whole state? Wow. And I'm pretty sure we still only have the one. Okay. It's a multi-reactor one, but it's, yeah, it's just one. And we always laugh because we always fished at Lake Anna growing up. And we knew it was there, so we were trying to catch the three-eyed fish. <laughs> Like, hell, I've flown into Harrisburg a bunch of times, and Three Mile Island is right there. Right. Like, I mean, you a literally mile fly down the river past from, it. <laughs> a mile down the river from the airport. Depending on where you're landing. right on the river. Depending on where you're landing, you fly right past it. <laughs> yes. And the first time I flew in there, and like where it was actually daytime, it was actually VFR. We could actually see the ground before we landed. First time I ever went in there was ILS at night. So I'm just like, all right, there's a fucking runway. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, no clue about any of that you shit. got the runway, got the, the runway. Day, well, yeah, but like the next time I come in, it's like, it's, it's daytime. And I'm like, is that? Three Mile Island? <laughs> like, huh. It's right there. And then when you look over the water, right, the little river thing between Three Mile Island and the shoreline where there's like houses and shit, right? Imagine hearing that it's leaking. Big alarms going off. Everybody's like, freaking oh, goody, out. I'm right here. The cops are driving around on <laughs> megaphones telling you to keep your windows and doors closed. Whatever. Keep your windows and doors closed. Oh, yeah, that's going to block subatomic particles. Anyway. Well, it'll keep the dust out. That's it'll the thing the that you really out. need to worry about is, okay, it's alpha particles are probably the most dangerous form of radiation that you'll get out of a reactor, and that stuff can only hurt you if you ingest it or breathe it in. Yeah. So breathing in nuclear fallout is the main way that... Uh, and that's uh, what radiation suits really are. Agreed. It's basically... PPE. I mean, it's <laughs> keep that shit out of your lungs, keep it out of your body, because once it gets into your body, you're fucked. Yeah, but gamma rays also, will blast through everything. Those folks are in that exclusion zone where it's just kind of free radiation, like yeah. standing next to a, a, a turned on microwave yeah. with no door on it. We should, dude. There you go. Why don't we use just intense microwaves as a weapon? I think they do. That's one of the, was it the, the Havana syndrome they called it or something like that? It was a bunch of people who worked at uh, government workers, like an embassy or something like that. I want to say in, in like Havana or something. And all of a sudden they're all complaining about feeling sick and ill at the same time. They're like, all right, either it was some disease or something or some kind of microwave weapon. I think they actually use them for riot control. Like Make ultrasonic or microwave weapons or something like that. It's I knew they sure did they, the ultrasonic. Yeah, I think they have microwave too, or they were, or they're working on it. 
it's like crazy expensive too. So I'm like, yeah, unless the federal government, but the only, only government that actually has a kind of money to actually deploy those. Cricket noises. So yes, microwaves, uh, RFMW exposure. Yes, yes, yes. We know. Multiple anecdotes were from various Western diplomats stationed overseas describe mysterious ailments during past decades. They might be due to microwave devices. And this is one of those things where like, all right, this is kind of weird. And it's like, okay, they're, they're all diplomats. That's the thing they all seem to have right. in common. They all work for the state department. I think the first place that it happened, I think was Havana or whatever. And then they had or a few others from other places around the world. And I'm like, they're all diplomats that are having these issues. So curious. What the fuck is this? It's like somebody's Trump. aiming something at our embassies. What the fuck is this? Trump administration and lapses in initial investigation. In October of 20, the New York Times reported that U.S. diplomats and intelligence officers, including senior leaders that had clashed with the Trump administration appointees, including CIA director Gina Haspel and State Department leaders, over the nature and the causes of the suspected attacks. Times investigation found that the State Department had produced inconsistent assessments of patients and events, ignored outside of medical diagnosis, and withheld basic information from Congress. Okay, so that's just some fucking. <laughs> this is yeah. Push. This is State Department being fucky wucky with their yeah <laughs> with their info. Yeah, this that, is uh, that was a paper <laughs> typical pushing. government. Uh, we don't want to talk about it. Shit. Right. It, that was a paper pushing thing, but you notice in these these uh, uh, articles, and this was actually on Wikipedia about Havana syndrome. Uh, they they only name Republican presidents, of course, unless it was some great thing. It was a win for these people. That's when they name the Democrats. But whenever there is something that happens, and a Republican president is in the office. They will say, oh, it was his fault. Mm-hmm. And be like, hmm. If I put in, if I went, because Wikipedia, as everybody knows, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an encyclopedia made by the people. Yeah. Right? It's a Wikipedia. <laughs> Except for the people who work there who will deliberately edit the thing in a way that they like. Exactly. Like, I can oh, yeah, go this in there. Truth, yeah, the truth is, you know, on this subject is something bad for our side of the aisle, and it's bad for our agenda. Okay, we're going to deliberately prevent people from putting this on our website now. Like, I can log in right now, hit edit, and change this word where it says Havana Syndrome is an alleged set of medical symptoms, and I mm -hmm. can rewrite it, Havana Syndrome is a fuckboy's fuck thing, and hit save, and it'll be there for a short Until time. Until somebody comes along and <laughs> right. changes it again. Right. But that's the point of it. The point of it is like, okay, the, the little annotations and stuff like that, or the you know the um, the linked articles, the references. Well, I mean, if something is written in there, and be like, hey, there's no there's no reference for that, and there, then I know where like something citation is. needed or something like that, in a lot right, of right, exactly. Things, yeah. Or there's just nothing there. Yeah. I could go in and find the documentation for it, link it in the references, put the little tag after the statement, and. There, I supported. I helped make it so that it is a hundred percent. Yeah, but this is a uh, an encyclopedia by the people, right? And it's it's elastic as fuck. But then there's the company. They are an actual company, and the only mm -hmm. the only two reasons they live is for advertising revenue and donations. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're gonna shut down if you unless you give us twenty dollars. 
make a do- one-time donation of $20, right? My balls, y'all made like a billion dollars last year. Suck yeah. my left testicle twice. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, that fucking bullshit. Wow, boy, that, that, I think that may be the biggest sidetrack we've ever had. We started off on you building guitars. We ended up Damn. on Havana Syndrome and Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <sighs> linger longer. Yeah, Remember, y'all, just keep lingering longer. <laughs> Holy crap! Guitars, and we, we were gonna show the picture of the guitar that I commissioned you to build. Oh yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, we? we didn't even get to that. <laughs> we started talking about trucks and Teslas, and it's like, oh yeah, and somehow we ended up on Havana Syndrome. What did you do? We talked about trucks. Trucks. Hang on, I'll bring it up. I got it. I got it. You and I don't send a lot of them back and forth. No, is it? Yeah, our chat that we just is just us. That's a lot easier to track stuff down. Correct. So I have to go track down the link for the Microsoft Teams every time because every time I try to save it, <laughs> for some reason the the shortcut that I save, all right, save the link as a shortcut, and it doesn't seem to work correctly. So I have to go That's back weird. and find the message you sent. I wonder me. if there's a API called built into it or something like that. I don't know. It should just be the the teams.microsoft.com slash and well, then, then the then digits. Like blah, 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 a whole bunch of stuff. That, yeah, it was like, yeah, for some uh, reason when I copy and pasted that, it like it worked uh, once and then I try to do, use it again the next show and it's and it's not fi- it's not joining in for some reason or whatever. I don't know. But then if I just, okay, I'd go back, scroll back and find that message and then just, oh, click on that. Launch is fine. That's how I do it every week. So, so I'll, I'll resend it to you. It should be, I think it's teams.microsoft.com slash and then a short code. It's like, it's like. It's not six, that short. It's pretty. No, it's supposed <laughs> to be. It's like six or eight digits. What you get is what Facebook does to the link because it sends it through their own little proxy. Okay. So that they can track it and they scan it and they do all their other shit to it. And add a bunch of stuff to the URL. They're trackers. Ah. So like you have a website. I'll show I promise I'll show the guitar shortly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've even got I got it sitting right here and I'm gazing into its sexiness. But uh when you Ooh, is that the right one? I think it's the right is one. Is that yeah, let's make yes. sure it's the correct one. It, it should is. be the last picture of it you sent me. It's yes, yeah. It is. Uh so, what was I going to say? What was I saying? Something about tracking stuff that Facebook does oh. to URLs when you send links. Yeah, so you can actually set up a link. Let's say you own a website, right? Like, I own several. Less now because, I've, like I said before, I'm getting rid of shit. And I've got one built. I don't think I've even shown you yet. I'll send it to you so you can look at it over the break and see what you think. Um, they can do it to where you have a, a link that is specific to your website, right? It's a, uh, you want to put a link on there, like go visit us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a link that you create that has a tag at the end of it. So when you, the customer or the viewer, the shit Lord or whatever, you click on this, this specific link, or I can copy and paste it. So it can be every link on my website, you know, on our website or whatever. Click on it and it goes to you, your Facebook or it goes from Facebook back to your your company's website or whatever. It's tracking where it came from and where it's going. So it gives you uh, uh, actionable um, uh, metrics on where the traffic is coming from. So you have your Facebook and you put links out there and you put that same link out on Instagram and on Twitter 
and on Reddit and wherever, right? You can actually track and see where is the most traffic coming from. So let's say 80% of your traffic's coming from Facebook. Okay, now I know that's where I'm going to spend the money for advertising because that's where my, my base is right now. I want to expand the base into, say, Instagram. Well, I can track it with these links because it comes up in your your uh, reports on your hosting site. This is where all these clicks are coming from. They're coming from China. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever, you know. It didn't pass the censors. I guarantee you our show did not pass the censors (laughs) in China. Fuck you, China. Fuck you. (laughs) That would be really wild if we suddenly caught on over there. Right. (laughs) I'm like... Of all places? Yes. <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> or if we somehow caught on in Ukraine or some shit. <laughs> it's like, everybody's listening to us talk about shitlording while they're out there shooting AKs at Russians. It's like, hey, yeah. Kill them proud, baby. Kill them proud. I, I was leaning on, okay, folks. Like, hey, aim well. <laughs> yes. All right. Here we go. Back right. on track. Ready? This is what it looks like, folks. Bam. Mm. There's that sexy baby girl. Even picked out the wood veneer top myself. Yep. So, yeah, all that gorgeous grain in there. It's like, yeah, we chose. It was like Ron was looking at a the selection of all the different uh, veneer uh, pieces of wood that we could have used. He's like, all right, which one do you like the most? I'm like, that one. Yeah, that is uh, that is um, quilted maple. Uh, no, that's curly maple. That is curly maple. Curly yeah. maple. They they usually I think they usually call them quilt tops effectively because it's that curvy yeah curvy yeah. and curly grain to it. So I want to say that comes from towards the base of the trunk, like down towards the roots. I think. I think I was reading that up reading up that's, on that somewhere. So, yeah. uh, that's burl. The okay. root area is called burl. B u r l. So this is a curly maple top on a mahogany body, mahogany neck with a rosewood fingerboard and then of course the headstock is mahogany because it's part of the neck and yeah my prs um se pickups in it and i've got all the hardware is in the floyd rose is in with the locking nut uh, and the machine screws they're all there now i have drawn drawn uh, god damn it um <laughs> the template that is used. Uh, and I sent drew a picture the other day of after I got the template actually written onto the wood. Oh, Drew, talk to them. Mm. I will show them the wood. Ah. Stand by <laughs> as Ron goes to all ah. the way outside into the garage to come all no, the way No, no, it's inside because it's raining outside. I don't want it to pick up any moisture. Ooh, so it's yeah, inside to stay dry. Want, yeah. Keep yeah. it in the dry air conditioned environment. Exactly. Heat. Mm. As a matter of fact, there's, yeah. it's even drier in the house. It's like 50, I think maybe 60, you know, just cause it's raining hardcore outside, Yeah, but it's not 99 or a hundred. No. <laughs> you know out like it's, it's like outside humid and hot it's like isn't that how they get wood to shape yes <laughs> it's like yeah when they, we yeah, want it they to put stop in the steamer and yeah in the steam box and get it to we, get it to warp so they can make curved boat holes and stuff we, we want it to be dry not pliable <laughs> no. be right back we don't want warpage no all right no warpage. so ron's busy building one of these uh this is going to be effective i'd say it's a prototype but really it's more uh the first 
customer effectively first customer example that's going to be put out there and if he does also do basses so this is going to uh, starting with a six-string guitar his regular electric guitar dual humbuckers and when this one's done he's going to make a bass for me so this is going to be fun to see this sucker and test drive it when it finally gets done and uh i'm i'm really looking forward to this so it's as ron is a uh, busy working with us he's got so many irons in the fire for so many different things he's simplifying things now a bit so it's going to be able to he should be able to get this knocked out fairly fairly quick but yeah i yeah i chose the cobalt blue i believe is the color there so we got the curly maple top and everything because i just fell in love with that grain i'm sitting here on that is just gorgeous so yeah he's got uh i don't know if y'all noticed the headstock on that those of you who were watching rather than listening the headstock is like the wing of a bird as you have probably met duck a few times if you've watched or uh, listened to the show on the regular uh duck will occasionally join ron uh in the studio he's a green uh green conure yeah I'll say uh yeah <laughs> ron if you can still hear me okay yes, is it is it green conure is what ducky is green cheek green cheek conure green cheek conure uh we've got three Green cheek Conyers and one dusky Conyer. The green cheeks, two of them are traditionally colored. Ducky is a cinnamon green cheek. That's the mutation of the green cheek. And then the dusky is traditional, and that's Frank. That's the loud boy that you probably just heard. <laughs> he is a loud I don't boy. Think came, I don't think he came across because I was talking the whole time. I didn't hear anything, but. Loud boy. All right. First things first. The body. Mm. This is a piece of sexy ass African mahogany. Now, on this side, this is the design that they send with it. Yeah, is that a Strat or is that a Jazz Bass? Uh, this is a Strat. Okay. And then what I did was that yeah. one. And that's the design that you see on. As Ron tries to not drop this thing. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> so that's the body. Currently a one, uh, two it needs to come down to one, seven, five, and then they'll be shaping. And then I'll lean the wood for that guitar up onto another guitar. <laughs> it's laying on my acoustic right now. <laughs> This is staying sealed until it's time to utilize it. Yes. <laughs> this sexy-ass piece of wood that came for the top. That's the top. And as you can see, it's really thin. There's two pieces, right? You glue them together. But that's one side. That's the other side. Goddamn light. <laughs> Plastic on computer screen. That's why I don't wear glasses <laughs> when I do this show anymore. You got a little little middle finger there. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't get covered up by a pickup or, no. or the neck or anything. Yeah. It's on one of the side wings. I'll try to organ, uh, you know, uh, order it so that, you know, you'll be able to see it. Right. <laughs> nice. Next. <laughs> it's a very me guitar. <laughs> All right. Next up, this is the neck wood, neck and mm. fingerboard. Also mahogany. And it's a big long beast because I needed to verify this is the one that I'm going to do for the neck only, neck and headstock. 
because it looks like I'm going to need the 36 inch one to do full neck through. Yeah, if you want to do one of those, yeah. There are some neck throughs that only go to the bridge, right? Okay. So as long as the neck goes from the headstock to the the bridge, and that's all one piece of wood, then all one piece of wood, it all resonates together, right? True. Um, then there's the neck throws that go neck throughs that go from the tip of the headstock all, all the way through to the bottom, butt yeah. of the guitar, and that's. That's the way I want my neck throughs to go, which is why when I was showing you in the design, when we were doing the design, that's yeah. why I had it doing it that way. But there you go. That's the neck and the headstock. And then this is a beautiful piece of Ooh. rosewood right here. Uh, lot number 1054R Romeo. And it's not sanded. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel sexy yet, but it will yeah. eventually feel very sexy. That's the other fun part with a brand new guitar is there's no oil in the wood either, too. It's like nope. that dry neck. It's it's weird at first when you get it, like a, especially if, if you don't buy one like off the wall at Guitar Center. You actually just order one and they have them, you know, come straight from the factory and you are the first person outside the factory to actually play it. It's a very interesting feeling. We get a completely virgin guitar like that. It depends on who you get it from, though. If you get it from a better vendor, their treatments, like their oil treatments that they do and what I will be doing, give it natural oil. It does not have finger okay. oil, which is different, yeah. right? It has natural oil, um, like lemon oil and things like that, that treat the wood and give it that warm touch that you're expecting, right? Yeah. And then you just keep it clean, like you treat it every once in a while and you keep it clean. <clears throat> then you'll notice when you go to a store-bought guitar that it feels like a splintery bitch. Or if you go <laughs> to a well-used guitar that even it's been played so much, it's now scalloped. Yeah. That you'll be like, dude, clean your shit. <laughs> My dad's Les Paul, his 77 Les Paul that he's had forever. He actually had it. He bought it just before he met my mom. Actually, damn that that yeah. Fun, he played and he had that and like three other guitars for like twenty years. I think the same like, that year one, yeah. is when my mom bought dad his SG. Nice. So your dad and my dad got their Gibsons about the same time. Really weird thing about it is okay. My dad, you know, being an electrical engineer, loves to tinker with stuff take it all apart so he starts you know like getting into it and like looking for like because he bought it used at a guitar store here in dallas mm -hmm. he's back in high school at the time still and yeah he bought it uh, bought it used and he started he pulled off the uh, the the truss rod cover plate on the headstock he was changing the strings out and all this stuff and inside of there was engraved zz top and I think to this day, I don't think you ever figured out exactly what that meant. If it was something that was maybe made for Billy Gibbons and he never used it, I have no idea. But this is very, very, very weird. It was underneath the the, 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 the cover plate. So yeah. you kind of think, okay, let's check it off. You'd cover. never see it. Yeah, the truss rod cover. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> he never figured out, he never found out for sure exactly what the provenance of this guitar was. He was like, 
I would straight up call Gibson with the serial number and be like, "Tell me the history of this guitar," because some yeah. shit. Did, did Billy? Did this? Did this thing ever something Billy's hands or something? He's like, or was this made for him or something? This is Hanky right here. So yeah, this is, Hanky. This, that's that's interesting. Here's or the serial some, number. Where'd you go to? Yeah. And then you know, because especially with that kind of of target, if it did make it into his hands, it came from Gibson. Yeah, it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. It's something that was made. Joe's I mean, it's a, it was a standard issue tobacco sunburst Les Paul standard. So I mean, as far as I know, I think he changed the pickups out for something else along the way at some point. But remember, but, it's, it's yeah. an American Gibson. Yeah, and you know because that's all they were back then. Yeah, I think '77. Yeah, they hadn't outsourced anything See, yet. Now, it was all made in Nashville. It's now though. Now there are so many different flavors out there of any particular guitar. You know, PRS is my favorite. I, oh, chant, yeah. I chant it from the rooftops. Vendors are my favorite. I love them. <laughs> uh, PRS is housed not too far from here, about two hours and eh, two and a half hours, maybe three hours from here in Maryland, right on the other side of the bridge. Right. And they, they made them there since their start. Late seventies, early eighties. Um, and they did their thing right there. And that's where everything came from. Even like their show models that they did, you know, just put them in Guitar Center and stuff like that. It was always done there. There was no real mass producing except for their facility is fucking sexy. And it's what I aims to be. <laughs> um, but then they started outsourcing them because the demand became so high that they were never going to keep up with it in, in the Maryland factory. Not going to keep up. Yeah. So they ended up selling first the rights to the SE line and the SE line was like, you know, the four or $500 guitar More or less entry level. Yeah. Right. Entry right. level kind of entry yeah. level of a custom guitar company, entry level <laughs> uh, Fender had only made, you know, like they made their, their, their true, like, you know, one of the kinds and like all this sexy, bad daddiness. Oh yeah. But you went to a store and bought a Fender. It was only the Fender. It was, yeah, a Fender Stratocaster. It was the same build that even the dude that spent 80x the time, you know, 80x the money, who got it all, you know, exactly the way he wanted, perfectly custom. But it's literally the same fucking guitar. Yeah. Same wood. I mean, it's. I think you can change. You change pickups, change finishes, and it's the maybe finish. change your tremolo system if you exactly. had options on that or something. But yeah, that's like if you wanted to put yeah. a Floyd Rose on there because yeah. Floyd Rose is about that old. You want to put a Floyd Rose on there instead of their home bake stuff? All right, and now it's custom. Yeah. It's got a different routing, right? Different dimensions yep. on the inside. Because like yeah, yeah, it's not going to fit the same way. But the mahogany and the maple and the babinga or whatever the fuck you're using, it's all exactly the same. Now, talk about PRS. They had what they have levels of wood. So they get in a shipment of mahogany, right? Uh, or let's say maple for maple tops like this one, right? There is like a five and a six, you know, seven, eight, nine, and then what they call a 10 top. So if you ever see a PRS 10 top, oh, that yeah. is because that is the highest rated of the maple top that's on that guitar. Yeah, in there. That's the one. My, yeah, my dad had a '91 Cherry Sunburst mm -hmm. uh, ten top. Yeah, gorgeous, fucking beautiful. 
so yeah, gorgeous and it played brilliantly things he didn't play it all that much after he started 20 years ago started buying a whole bunch of new les pauls and stuff it's like, you're like oh yeah my, my les paul wore out is like the the frets were all dished out it was like the the fret board was getting scalloped and everything it's like I, I, I just need a new fix. guitar. Either that or I, it, it, this thing with those bound fretboards, like yep. the plastic binding on the edges of that. Replacing a fretboard or replacing frets is major surgery on one of those. So he's like, all right, just buy a new one. It's actually not too Retire bad. Retire this one. It's not too bad. Well, it, he it's, looked into it and he's like, I'm making big money now. Yeah, Fuck I'll it. just buy eBay. a new guitar. Yeah, eBay. This <laughs> eBay <one> in <laughs> its infancy in the year 99, 2000, thereabouts. Yeah. He started buying guitars like crazy. Nice. I mean, it started off with one. It was like a, you know, was like, okay, and it's a nice. It was a nicer one than the one he had. And okay, that. And then he started buying more and more. I think we ended up with over twenty guitars at one point. So I was <laughs> like looking at damn the master uh, closet was full of them. My mom was pissed. Nice. I was looking at <laughs> like, the the materials needed uh, for my dream build, and I think I showed you what I really want on that um, when I showed you the finishes that I've made. Um. And, you know, looking at the cost of it and stuff like that, you know, it's it's still going to be a pricey guitar, even though I'm the luthier that's going to be making it. And I'm not paying somebody else's big red machine to to build it for me. So you're saving, right? Awesome. However, it's still a relatively expensive thing. The most the majority of the money that you spend on a really good, nice guitar is for the creation. No, it's the creation of it. Uh, the it's, actual the actual labor the yeah. actual labor is far more intensive because um let's say i well, well i'm what do you mean let's say i am building you a guitar hmm. when i cut the uh the the uh, body right and i do the shaping and the sanding and the routing and it's fucking beautiful and i love it cool well then i'm gonna you know do all the rest of that and then i'm gonna glue the the top to the body right and then cut it out once i glue it it has to sit for 48 hours to cure yeah so that it doesn't end up separating at some point same thing with this neck and the fingerboard yep cut this down and when you apply the fingerboard you're gluing you're literally using glue it's wood glue obviously but you're literally using glue you glue this down and you have to wait 48 hours for it to cure. So there's lots of of waiting. And then there's lots of sanding. I mean, we're sanding from 200 grit sandpaper to a few thousand grit. Yeah. Especially if you're wet sanding on the finish. Yeah, like, and I think, you do. I think I got all the way up. I think it was 2,500 was the highest I went with it. And then 22. after that, okay, you do cut and buff after that. Yeah. But yeah. So in this, like the design, especially not doing it with any kind of lacquer finish, or it, it's a, um, what you call it? Not a. Poly. Yeah, poly. Yeah. Doing, when you get yeah, the polyurethane instead of lacquer. Yeah. Once Lacquer's, you do the, the color, yeah. right? It's color coat, perfect. Yep. Sand. You know, dry sand. Color coat, dry sand. You usually only have to do that twice unless you want more contrast to the wood, and then you do a third one. You know, to give it more contrast. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to figure, okay, is, is for, is you're talking like a stain, because we're looking, okay, we're leaving Correct. the grain intact, obviously, otherwise Correct. it just, you know. Correct. Yeah, because when I did, when I repainted my jazz base, I just did solid color. And it's like, problem was, when I finally got all the original paint off of it and saw the piece of wood underneath from 1979, I'm like, 
damn, this is pretty. I almost thought about just doing the natural finish and just just re, just 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 finish sealing it, and and then just and then just as is, just do like a is because it's got a maple fretboard and I'm just like oh this beautiful this is really pretty grain. It wasn't nearly as pretty as what we're working with on this one, but right. I'm like ooh this is pretty. And I was like I I I hadn't bought the paint yet, and I was like I was this close to saying. Maybe I just reseal this thing and reassemble it. Oh, just say reseal it. It's so <laughs> I kind of thought about it, or uh, or do a stain or something like that. Or it was like, okay, it was like just but do a natural wood grain finish, like what this is going to be. But it's like in this. I mean, it's impossible for me to show it to you on the camera, um, yeah. Because the the shine. Oh, you might be able to see. It. You see that? Actually, shine? yeah. If you hold it at the right angle, it, yeah, that really comes out. That right there. That's what you want to accentuate with the blue. That yep. I'm putting it on, putting on there. You know, you're actually circle rubbing the blue in there as stain, and it's mostly water. With uh, um, what's it called? It's diluted. The stain is diluted so that you're seeing it's transparent, and you just do as many coats as it takes to get to the the color and the depth. But the more you do it, the the deeper it soaks, so you get a little more contrast to the swirls. And what I'm interested in is the tint or the um, stain that I've created. Yeah, it was a bought stain and then you know, tinkered and rubbed it on some wood. Mm, you know, I got to do some more with that with this color to be 100%. But I'm really interested to see how that color takes to this wood because it'll be the first time I've done it on maple. I did it on an oak and an ash and then not even an eastern maple. I don't even know what it was, but it was like faux maple from like Lowe's, right? And it took all right. Looked all right. But I'm hoping that the porous life <laughs> or whatever of eastern maple like this will will suck that motherfucker up and be like, ooh, ooh. That's what I'm looking forward to. And now my voice hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, I am excited. I have literally been in the garage for like half the day every day for the last, what, what was it, four days ago? Yeah, last okay, four, yeah days. four or five days, yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing. It takes a while because you have to source your material. Now, PRS. Let's go back to PRS. Mm. Trust me, I'm not being paid for my PRS. <laughs> I pre- See, we're not, they're not paying us a single thing. We just like the products that much. Like, right. Yes, I will sing their praises. If they want to give me money, great. That'd be awesome. Just give me a guitar. <laughs> That's all I yeah, want. Yeah, there you go. Paul, you and I go way back. Literally, you go way back with my father. Just give me a guitar. That's all I want, bro. Clay. Clayborn Lord. You too, buddy. Um, <laughs> no, I own one. So I paid, you know, it's in the other room because I was using it as an A to B. But I bought one. I I, I, pay, I spent money on them. They ain't spending no money on me. Anyway, so PRS. And it's true for most of the manufacturers, most of the bigger ones. They have a vault. It is a climate-controlled vault with exact humidity and exact temperatures for an exact amount of time. It's just like aging bourbon. Okay? It's just like having fine-aged wine. You put it in an excellent carrier. You set it in an excellent place. And you just let it chill. Just let it sit there, but just let it be. That's it. That's all you have to do. 
That's all you have to wait for. The one that I got for you is kiln dried. So it gets to the level it's supposed to be. And that's why I'm keeping it inside instead of working on it outside because I don't want it to gain moisture back. Because gaining moisture and losing moisture can actually affect the, the strength of the material. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. But if I got it raw, like if I went out back, one of these oak trees back here, and I chopped down an oak tree, and I, you know, planed and, and jointed a, a nice big thick pile of wood like that, I would have to leave it for quite a while for it to dry out enough to make a guitar out of it. Even more so for a neck, because they should have less moisture within them. They, they're more structural, right? So I cut down the tree. I'm going to bring it inside and put it in a climate-controlled area, 65 to 70% humidity, blah, 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 whatever, and have it stacked in a certain way so that it never sags and it never bevels and does its thing. stays perfectly flat in a perfect room, and it just releases its water. Okay. Eventually, I'll be able to do that. But for right now, the commissioning part, the also part of the commissioning part, is ordering the gear to get the gear in to even start on this motherfucker. But later on, what I'm looking forward to is having that vault where somebody says, hey, I want a, a swamp ash with a torrified maple top, flame torrified, hard flame torrified maple top. And I'm like, Okay, I walk in the other room and I just pull that shit out. That's what I'm looking. That's what I'm 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 dreaming of and going towards. Nice. And I told my wife, my my daughter, <laughs> my daughter pulls no punches, bro. <laughs> I've learned that. <laughs> I have taught my child well. It gives me pride as a parent. Um. So we were talking about something the other day. I was like, "Oh yeah, I have to go get this," and she goes, oh, "Is that another hobby?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Child, <laughs> fuck you!" <laughs> it was like, "You're too honest." <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I said yes. However, this one is making money. Yeah. Because that's the problem. I did have that that car uh, detailing one. Yeah. That was really good, and it made some money. It, pay, it made enough money to pay its way. I, I made up for the initial investment. Website, materials, hardware, blah, blah, blah. So it was a no loss to me. I got out of the red, and for those who know business, getting out of the red within your first year is almost yeah. unheard of. Yeah. Unless you're a small business and you don't have like a, a particular location or you don't have, you know, uh, items that need to be shipped in. If you're making it from your bare, bare hands, you can absolutely get out of the red in a year. Absolutely. I got out of the red on that one in like six months. Yeah. Easy. Nice. But then there are some where you've got to buy industrial, you know, capable machinery the initial investment for your your setup cost is, is so big. It's like, all right, giant. Uh, recouping all of that is going to take a little bit. Like, if I if I needed to build a, a luthier shop that was able to do the amount of work that Gibson does, it would cost me a hundred million dollars. Yeah, easy. I wouldn't be out of the red until twenty fifty. Yeah, 
And Gibson didn't get that big overnight. No. <laughs> it's been a hundred some years or however long they've been operating. Yeah. What was it? Was it 1925? I want to say they started something like that. It's 1925 sounds about right. Let's check. Yeah. Let's check. Yeah. Well, Wikipedia, Gibson guitars. Holy fuck. 1902. Oh, damn. So they're Holy 120 years fuck. now. They are. They're exactly a and 20 years yeah. old. They started as a business about like yours, somebody working out of their garage, or maybe they had a shop space or something like that. It didn't, it was not this massive conglomerate that it right. is now. Yeah, Orville they grew into Gibson. that over decades and decades of producing quality products. And this is interesting. Orville Gibson patented a single piece mandolin design in 1898 that was more durable than other mandolins because they were probably set necks. Right. And that was <laughs> the funny thing about that is Gibson is famous because it's a set neck guitar. <laughs> yeah. Fender does mostly bolt-ons. They do set necks, but they do they're famous for their bolt-ons. Um Gibson, uh, same with PRS because that's what it was loved by, was set neck. Yours is gonna be a set neck, but I also have the neck through. Some people do that. I don't even know the major ones that do neck throughs. I have to look that up. I think Gibson does. Uh, they they uh, they have that option on some model, I think. Oh damn! It's actually quite a lot. Parker, BC Rich, Yamaha, Court, Ibanez, only on the bases or primarily on the bases. Jackson, Alembic. Alembic. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Schechter, Carvin, ESP, and Rickenbacker. Many configurations of the Firebird and the Thunderbird are also neck through, but that's it from Gibson. Hmm. God damn. I didn't know that. I was going to say, yeah, the the Firebird sounds about right. That might have been, I think that was the one I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah. I want to say the Explorer, but I'm like, no, I think that's a set neck. Firebird and the Thunderbird. Yeah. Gibson is famous for set necks. But they started being famous because they were the only man- manufacturer of a mandolin that was f- full body design. Yeah. One piece of wood for the whole yeah. thing. Not even neck through. Yeah. One piece. Let's explain. For you wonderful listeners. For those of you who aren't guitar players and ha- aren't completely bored C- to death by this conversation. <laughs> certainly not luthiers. All right. This is the neck wood, right? This one's not long enough to do it, but... A neck through design means that you, like we were saying earlier, goes from the headstock all the way to either to the tail, either to the tail, or at least to the bridge where the strings end. Yeah. Okay. As so long- your entire string bearing assembly is all one continuous piece of wood. Yes. And then the body, the wings of the body, are married to the side of the neck, and that is neck through. The reason that it's loved is because when you play the guitar and it um, it resonates. Oh, let's one second. When you play a guitar, yes, the wood fucking matters. Yes. For those who say it doesn't, I will smash you in the head with not this one because it's already been bought and paid for. But I will find another one and I will smash you in the face with it. When a guitar Hear that note? 
that's the resonating wood. Okay. Hold it. Resonating wood, and that's just the fingerboard. I won't do the top because I'm again I'm not opening it until it's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Notice that that note is pretty damn close. Eh, it's probably yeah, probably your neck is higher. It's one higher. one step maybe, but pretty damn close, and they shouldn't be dissonant. But the point is that wood makes sound, and they're like, oh, well, pickups are they're only made from the electrical fields. So like, yeah, yes, but... <laughs> yes, and no. So if you pluck a string. The string's vibration is what's being picked up, right? It's being translated into sound. Well, when the wood also resonates, it affects the string differently than the string by itself or your pick or your finger. So, yes, the wood has a lot to do with the sound that the string makes that the pickups are picking up. There you go. That's what it does. That was now one of the reasons that Steinberger had kind of caught on in the 80s. They said, all right, we're not going to make it out of wood. We're going to make it out of some composite that resonates completely different than Vastly wood. Different. And as a result, it has a very different tone just because of the nature of the material they use to make the guitar. Yep. This is for uh, folks who actually have a Steinberger in the other room. Stand by. Nice. <laughs> I was like, well, I have a five-string Steinberger bass. I've had it for over 20 years. Have I ever seen this? It's, not it's the, the white one. I don't think I had it with me in Florida. No, uh, maybe Stand I haven't by. seen the white one. All right. So while he goes and gets that, th th there's a lot of people that say it doesn't matter. A lot of people because they're like, oh, you know, like I was saying before, you're just sitting there with a with a, a pickup and a pickup. I thought I had it sitting on the desk. I don't. I'll have to look at it later. Maybe during the break. Shitlords, I'll show you the pickups. Anyway, you have a pickup. Pickup has posts. The posts are right below the string. The string vibrates. The post picks it up through the magnetic vibration through the magnetic field that is created around the pickup. It translates that into sound. I won't get all into the science because I'm not going to bore you even more than you are yawning and you're ready to go to bed. It's like 916 right now on the East Coast, whatever. But like I said, if you if you take a big string and then go flip on it and it goes whoa, 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 like that. Right, it's reacting just to your pick or your finger or whatever you did, and that's the way it's going. Wah, 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 wah. Well, it's joined at one end by the nut of the guitar or that white piece that you see Ugh, right here, dude. Nice. So yeah, it's a five spring, five string Steinberger bass. Fuck yeah. And folks, the reason Steinbergers are unique is they don't have a head. No headstock. See, there is no head. The strings just end, and all the tuners are down here at the bottom. They don't get head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you little tuners, you got all these knobs down here at the bottom. So it literally, okay, and normally a guitar string will have a ball on one end, and it'll just be out to a, a wire on the end of it, right. on the other end. These have a ball on each end. No you don't shit. wrap it around. You don't wrap it around a, a tuning peg like that. And you literally just set it in the spot on the end of the, the end of the neck, 
and then you set the other end in the tuner and then just tighten it up to correct uh, tuning. Very easy to change strings on this thing, but because they're not that common, you kind of have to look around oh, no. to find them. <laughs> Those are probably relatively expensive. I don't think so. You just had to, I think you just had to order them. Oh, like okay. Guitar Center stocks them, but I think it's like kind of you have to find it on the website. Usually they don't have them in the store. Got you. Because, so yeah, these things, yeah, they don't, they haven't, I mean, they caught on for a while in the 80s, but they didn't really keep going that much. I think that, they actually, I think the company is owned by Gibson, or at least they were. How's it I'm sound? I'm not 100% sure. How's it sound? Pretty good. I mean, it's a, I haven't actually haven't played this one in a while. It's like, okay, I just got to go fire this one up, uh, fire up the SVT and plug this one in. I, like, I don't think I've played this one through the SVT yet. But no, it's also a five-string, too, so it's ooh, nice, deep, low stuff. But yeah, it's it's a different kind of tone. It's not quite as warm as right. a wood guitar. Correct. And that's because the wood's response is very changes different that vibration of the string. For that one, and you're this, pretty yeah, much hearing thing the string. Is wood will warp, so you have to take care of your guitar a lot better as far as humidity and temperature, as you were discussing with you know the materials before you even build it. The Steinberger is nowhere near as susceptible to that. So the cool part of this, oh yeah, you don't really have to retune it if you go from hot to cold. This is very true. Not much. Yeah, well, not, not much because the, the, the strings themselves are still metal. But the whole yeah. shape of the guitar is but not The changing. whole shape of the guitar, it's not. <laughs> it's chemically inert. Yes. It's like a synthetic stock on a rifle. So even his guitar has this. It's called a nut. Yeah. All right. And the nut is where the string... That's where the string ends. Not here. Here. It's it's scale length stops here. The yeah. other place the musical the musical part of the string. Yes. Stops there. The other one is here at this bridge right here. The little that little guy right there. So, they're the same material. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those materials, they stop. That's called the distance from here to here is called the scale length. And scale length, the longer your scale length, the lower your car, guitar is able to go. So, yep. in super in general, like real, real fucking high level. Yeah, nobody saw that. Anyway. So, if you have a 25 and a half inch scale length guitar, that's, that's, a, that's a beefy motherfucker. That'll be like chugga chugga chugga. You know, you can you can get some real beef out. Tune that down, and it'll be like it'll be your badass metal guitar. But then you take a guitar like the one that uh, that uh, um, um, Ben Burnley plays from Benjamin uh, Breaking Benjamin. He plays a, uh, a baritone guitar, and a baritone guitar is a much lower register, and it has a twenty-seven to twenty-eight inch scale length that's almost base territory correct yeah bases are usually more like 34 36 but yeah you're starting to get into base territory just about with that one correct you're like a mary between the two so most of your guitars are either 25 and a half or 24 and i settled on 25 kind of (laughs) that one was inspired by prs too but you know whatever (laughs) but am i gonna make a baritone guitar yeah maybe one day Maybe I'll do. You're planning on making a bass, as I explained to everybody while exactly. you were uh, in the other room. Yeah, absolutely. And Drew's getting my first bass too. Ching, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> launch customer. <laughs> yes, I am the launch customer for this airline. There's <laughs> this, a, this yeah for this manufacturer. Yeah, they are. Uh, they the the uh, benefits are plentiful. 
Get in on the ground floor, folks. Yes, yes. Now, no, I'm not going to be a publicly traded company. <laughs> no, but still, it's like, hey, okay, Ever. you know, it's like before he starts, you know, making, you know, crazy, you know, fancy, expensive stuff. It's like, hey, by the way, oh, yeah, the uh, price of this goes up 50% from where it was if you'd bought one of the first ones because I realized I need to charge more. Yeah. <laughs> or the cost of materials go up, up as you know, everything does. Or whatever, you know, or, or the cost of living goes up. Now, in a perfect world, when you start a company like this, especially this specific type of company, you can then move your happy ass into the woods and get weird. Yeah. Right. And you're still able to do your job. As a matter of fact, you're able to do it better because you're able to build your own like shop and, and have that vault and stuff like that. Totally cool. Get weird. Go into the woods. Disappear. But then there's other companies that you can't do that with. You need to have a way different in infrastructure. You need to have employees. This particular one, unless I got like 500 orders, I'm the only employee. I'm the only luthier in the world for, for that works for my company. Now, if I get 500 you know, orders, I may have to contract in some help. You're going to have to hire somebody. <laughs> You're going to have to hire a couple somebody's probably. Quite, quite a few somebody's. <laughs> And that's the kind of thing where, oh, yeah, don't put any kind of time frame guarantee on the website with somebody nope. <laughs> for orders and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, you'll have it in three months right. or, or two months or whatever. Two to three yeah, weeks. if I've got 500 orders to fulfill, it ain't going to be three months. Not happening. Curtains closed. Sorry. Stop. South Park reference. You said unfulfilled, and it was an episode about uh, Amazon and not fulfilling oh, things. It's a recent one. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Anyway, uh, it's on Plex. Enjoy. Well, it's I think South Park's on HBO Max or something else that I already get oh, for they? free from internet. I think I think they're on HBO Max now. It's one of the streaming services that I got. They're on MTV. H yeah, HBO Max. Actually, I got for free because it was thrown in with my internet. Nice. Thank you, AT and T. <laughs> Appreciate. You. Uh, now apparently they're being broadcast on MTV South Park instead of Comedy Central. I don't know if it's instead. I think it's also. I wouldn't, I don't know. Maybe they got kicked off of Comedy Central. Well, they're, I remember they're, both Vi ago, they're both owned by Viacom. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it, so it, maybe it, not. It, yeah. But I was watching one the other day. Uh, in I'm a, sitting here, all right, if they're not on Comedy Central, why the fuck would anybody watch that channel anymore? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, Comedy Central, like, all right, are we just going to do away with that channel entirely? If that's the case, then, oh, yeah, then go to MTV. But <sighs> even so, I was like, yeah, MTV. We're old enough to remember when they played music on yes. that channel. Yes, <laughs> They actually played music videos, they music did. television. Nobody even MTV knows that that's what it means. Nobody even knows that it's a fucking acronym. Yeah. Like, oh, MTV, and then MTV2, and MTV3, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, um, do any of these channels still play music videos anymore? No, they don't. It's MTV, <laughs> the Ocho. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, don't you can dodge ideas. a ball. <laughs> don't give them any ideas. <laughs> Drink a fifth of old granddad and then drunk drive into a schoolyard. <laughs> Fucking they could suck my dick. I just, man, that was cool. I never even know to, knew that Gibson was made in 1902. And as a matter of fact, their, um, what you call it, patent was actually before the 1900s. Yeah. It's 1898. Back to the 19th century. He actually began to sell his instruments in 1984 out of a one-room workshop in Kalamazoo. 
So he didn't start in Nashville. Okay, so he started in Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Doesn't even say when he moved. Where did he move? Gibson Nashville factory. Like, yeah, when did that open? Let's look for Nashville. Nashville. God damn. Yes. Okay, here we go. In December of 2017, the Guitar Center, uh, the Guitar Gibson Guitar Factory building in downtown Memphis was also sold or was sold to Samara Road, an investment company. Two years later, Gibson closed the Memphis factory and moved Hollow Body Production to Nashville and also moved its Nashville headquarters to Cummins Station. That doesn't tell me when they moved it. Ah, no, I, Between no. 76 and 84, production of Gibson guitars was shifted from Kalamazoo to Nashville. Okay, so they're so my Before dad's we seventy seven might have been <laughs> might have been sure, from yeah. Kalamazoo. Might have been a Kalamazoo guitar for all. And if it yeah. was, it's worth dollars and cents. But then we ain't part with that thing for love or money. That's a family heirloom. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He was he was playing that guitar when my mom noticed him. No shit. Yes, that guitar made me happen. Damn. That guitar, we are not parting with that. I don't care how much they offer. Exactly. They'd be like, I'll give you that $3 million. That guitar the family forever. Yeah. It's like, it'll be with our family until our family is no longer here. Yeah. Like, the whole family. Like, the bloodline end. Yeah. So, it was that, either from, yeah. it, and it's not a, it's not a hollow body. I don't think so, no. Or a semi-hollow or anything. Okay. No, it's just a standard. So it could have been. It's a standard solid body Les Paul. Seventy-six. It's a Les Paul standard, so it's not even the, okay. cla the, the, the classic or custom gotcha. or any of the fancy stuff that they got. So no, it's just like it's the base. It's the standard one with the pick uh, with the with the pick guard on it. Which yeah, interesting is I see a lot of uh, guitars that okay, they, a lot of folks so if they got like a really nice top on them, they just ditch that pit, they ditch that plate entirely, or never put it on. Exactly. Because that's, that's, it's an option that you they'll, they'll throw it in with, in the case, but you have to drill a hole in the side of the guitar. To yeah, hell it. no. Yeah. I, and that was when I was making the design for mine. I was like, hell no. I, is that's there going to be a pick guard yeah. on the acoustic design that I'm making? Yes. But on the electric, no. On the bass, no. Definitely, hell no. No. <laughs> it's like unless it's a cover plate for electronics, like how Fender does stuff with the Strat and the Jazz Bass and the and the P Bass and that kind of stuff. Right. That's a different story. Different but story. But it's like no, it's you're doing it like the Paul Reed Smith and the and the and the Les Paul way of doing it, where all that is on the back. Correct. And then the pickups just mount directly to the body. All right, I'm gonna throw myself onto the fucking bus here, real quick. Uh -huh. Hang on. Matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause old boy here for a second. <laughs> so. When I first designed the guitar, uh, that body design, that body design is called an Avian 22. And when I first designed it, designed the front and the back, right? Made the front, drew the body, you know, made it pixel perfect, you know, made it beautiful. Then I literally flipped it, you know, copied it and flipped it. And that was the back, right? So you could see the back. <laughs> so I'm putting everything in. I'm literally, you know, digitally routing it putting pickups in and the pickup cover and the bridge and i worked forever on the fucking strings because then you got to play with the center line and i'll get it all straight blah 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 cool awesome well <laughs> i get done with the back and i remember to make the pick guard or to make the uh the the um electronics cover right you know where you would route it out for the the volume and tone pots and switch and all that stuff right 
put the covers there and where they would be. Blah, blah, cool. And then I'm like, I'm done. And it sat like that for like two fucking days. This was long before I even talked to you about buying yours. Um, I decided to, uh, you know, I'm going to do some other things with this and this. And then I looked at the back and I'm like trying to decide how I'm going to have the, the, the strings go through. And I'm like, strings go through. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I did not do the opening for the uh, for the bridge. Yeah. And for the bridge anchor. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind Oops. of a necessary part of the guitar. Oops. And you will absolutely need access to the, you know, to the springs and stuff. Yeah, you got to have a hole back there. Oops. <laughs> So I read it that, and thankfully, uh, the manufacturers like even Floyd Rose, who I decided to use for all of them, um, has a, uh, a beautiful PDF with all of the information that you need for dimensions, like down to like one thousandth of an inch. That's how detailed that cut is. And I'm like, hell yeah. Am I going to hit that? Hell no. <laughs> Pulls out my chronometer. It won't go that far. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, the it's fun gonna part's going to be drilling the hole to route the wires for the pickups to join the two pickup uh, pockets to the uh, controls. So that's going to be funny. So you got to drill that. And, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, Easy. I was looking at it like, oh, yeah, it looks like fun to do. With They got to be a special kind of drill that they use to, to it's drill a, to do It's that. a right angle drill. Pretty much that's, a right okay, angle that's drill. Got, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But it's a staggered one. So, like, uh, if you want to do a long one like that, they have bits where you can do the initial cut right with the, the right angle drill and then you take the drill bit out of the chuck you put another one on it put it back in the chuck and keep going if the first one's not long enough because you have to be able to get in there right yeah and then there's also ones where you can do a, uh, an angle and that's perfectly fine like going from one pickup you know hole to another to the you know from the neck to the bridge pickup area totally easy but uh going that far uh, up to basically doing it like a uh like a semi hollow but it's just you know a single hole that's gonna be fun <laughs> like ron why did you make it difficult on yourself go fuck yourself all right we're out of here <laughs> shit lords we'll talk to you soon and if you're not a shit lord go to the website and become a shit lord we'll see you later love you bye-bye adios Sledge.